Welcome to the worst girl gang ever. We are proudly sponsored by Peanut, the app that helps you meet like-minded women who are trying to conceive. It provides a safe space for women to build friendships, ask questions and find support. Peanut introduces you to women nearby who are at a similar stage in their journey. They provide access to a community who are there to listen, share information and offer valuable advice. Whether it's learning more about issues that affect fertility or support following pregnancy loss and miscarriage, Peanut is a place to connect with women who understand. Here at The Worst Girl Gang Ever, we strive to open up the dialogue surrounding miscarriage and pregnancy loss. Peanut shares this ethos and we recommend downloading their app for more advice, information and support. You can download their app for free. All you need to do is head to peanut.app.link forward slash girl gang or find it in your app store. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of The Worst Girl Gang Ever. We're really lucky to be joined today by Tor Cook who's going to talk us through her experiences with miscarriage, IVF and the exciting future that lies ahead with her twins. Hi Tor. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Oh god. Sorry. sorry. I really, I promised myself I wasn't going to do that today and I failed. Sorry. Do you want to start us off from the beginning? When did you start trying? So we got married three years ago, I think it is, um, in July. And obviously, like most couples were like, oh, we'll start trying on our honeymoon. And then nine months later, what we'll do is we'll have a baby. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Easy as that. Oh, how we laugh. <laughs> how funny. Um, so, yeah, so we did start trying straight away. And then I basically had realised that I had endometriosis to a specialist and he was like why don't we get that sorted before you probably start trying so I was like yeah cool it wasn't actually that that bad but how does one get endometriosis sorted so they basically can't really di- diagnose it until they go in and do keyhole like a keyhole surgery on you so they have to eliminate everything else that it could be before they decide that it's that so there's loads of symptoms like I've always had the worst periods what like pain I- or bleeding or both both and I I used to pass out when I was younger I used to be sick and then pass out um and obviously back then they were like your body just can't handle the pain like Mm. tough luck but my mum said like I literally used to be like I can feel my period pains and if she didn't get a neurofen in me then I was gone basically Um, so So were you nervous about starting trying for a baby did you think that did you ever think that that was going to be an issue no, I, ne- I never thought about trying would be an issue. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't, like, this is why I talked about it, because nobody ever, I didn't really know of issues with trying for sure, yeah. So yeah. I knew endometriosis could be a problem, but I, I basically ha- had cancelled everything out, and then he was like, mm, I think it could be this. Let's try and clear that out before you do properly try. So a few months after the wedding, I went in, and it's keyhole surgery. They do three little incisions. And then um, they just scrape it all out, basically, I think, as a mm. real medical term for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think that is the medical term. Yeah. Um, so they did that and he was like, it's not really bad. It's like medium, so you should be fine. Um, and then they also say you're really fertile straight after the operation. Because uh-huh. that is a thing, isn't it? To give you a little scrape to kind of, I don't know, zhuzh up your, yeah. zhuzh up your womb. Everything <laughs> that also a medical term. Work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think so what yeah, happens after your womb zhuzh? Which just makes it more clearer, I guess, for everything to like work. I don't really know if I'm honest. I'm not <laughs> really. <laughs> 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 
so I had that and then I did fall pregnant really quickly and then that was the first one it was a really early miscarriage I like found out straight away I think I was going to my mum's 40th birthday party my husband I feel really rough I was like, do you think I'm pregnant? Let's just do a test. And it was positive. And, you know, and you're not, like, expecting it at all. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. And then basically a week later, I did start bleeding and had awful, awful pains and had a proper full-on miscarriage. But that first one was the weird one because it was awful. Like, loads was coming out of me. I was in so much pain. So I went into the early pregnancy unit near me. Mm. they were like yeah you've definitely had a miscarriage your cervix is open they collected all the stuff to like send off testing he was like yeah definitely come back in two weeks and we'll do another scan and a blood test just to make sure everything's gone so I was like oh god this is crap but it is what it is went back in two weeks and they did a scan and they were like "Mm, no there's two sacks inside you look and I like Mm. saw on the screen that there were two sacks and I was like Oh, okay. And obviously at the beginning, like, I don't know, most people that I speak to, you don't really know about the sacks and the poles and like, yeah, no, all of this stuff. So I was like, okay, so does that mean I'm pregnant? She was like, yeah. And I was like, well, what did I miscarry? Because it, I wasn't being like lighthearted about it. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, oh, it could have just been your third. And I was like, oh, what? How? <laughs> Three? No. So at this stage, did you know, were the, the, the sacks that were there, was there then no hope of survival? No, she said that she would act as if I was pregnant. She said she'd expect right. to be growing within them within the next week or two. Right, okay. Oh. So she, so we went away being like, okay, fine, maybe I am pregnant then. So we left, went back two weeks later, and they just all disappeared. Right. So it was just all gone. She was like, have you not had any cramps, any bleeding? I was like, absolutely nothing. She's like, mm, okay, well, I think then that they've just like basically dissolved back absorbed, into yeah. yeah. So again, I'd never heard of that either. Mm. And I was like, God, this is so confusing. I had a blood test to check my HCG levels and they were like, yeah, they're non-existent basically. What a roller coaster as it's, well though. Yeah, I was going to say such a roller coaster because having to be sent, we've heard this a lot of people that you, you know, you go in and you have your scan and they say, oh, could you have your dates wrong? And people are like, no, I haven't got my dates wrong. But then they say, I'll come back in a week and we'll see what's like. I mean, to live like that day to day must be so painful. Yeah, it's horrible. I think I knew miscarriages happen. I had had some friends that had like one or two, like no mm. more than that. So I was like, well, look, maybe it's just bad luck. Let's just, I am quite a, let's put it aside, move on kind of person. So the weirdest thing though was that they send your notes to your doc, your GP and then my GP mm. rang me and was like, I don't understand what happened here. And I was like, oh my God, you don't oh, understand. Oh, great. And yeah. So she was quite surprised and shocked. She was like, it's not really a story I've heard before, but it, these things happen with pregnancy. You just unlucky basically and I was mm. like fabulous great so I can't remember how long we left it till we started trying again but then that was when we got the whole like we were going to move to Bermuda so we were like packing up work packing up our house packing up our lives right so I don't really remember like actively actively trying I remember looking at ovulation but it wasn't really a, at the forefront of my brain mm. And then we'd moved to Bermuda and a week in, I'd been out with a friend and had some wine. And on the way home, I was like, oh, I feel awful. What's happened here? Uh, this never normally happens when I drink wine. <laughs> um, I could do bottles. <laughs> literally. Um, so, yeah, so the next day I was like, James, I think we should do a pregnancy test. And again, it was pregnant. So I'd literally moved to a new country. We weren't, didn't even have a house yet. We're in like 
temporary accommodation and I was like pregnant so I had to find a doctor go to the doctor she had to put me in touch with the um OBGYN as they call it Mm. there very American so I had to do all of that in the process of trying to find a house and I had like the worst I was never sick I've never had morning sickness where I'm sick but like where you feel sick 20 sometimes you just want to be sick don't you to get that feeling gone and like the smell of everything was making me like gag it was awful but obviously I was excited because I was like great here we go again and the obstetrician agreed to do an early scan because of what happened last time and there was like no heartbeat so they were like "Mm, this isn't looking good uh, I was like oh for goodness sake and my sister and family had come out to Bermuda to visit us so it was quite nice having them there to be fair so So at that scan did they do the whole oh come back in a week and we'll see or was that definite it's not where it should be this is he was more definite he was like this is this is too late you should have it by now we'll do a blood test to like double check your levels etc just to basically write it off but this isn't this isn't right so I was like great so I had the blood test and because I had my family there and I had told them um I was just like, I'm just going to carry on like normal as if we're on holiday. Like we were going to the beach. The kids were there. I was like, I'm not going to dwell on this. I can't, I can't let this take over. And then he called me while we're on the beach and he was like, yeah, your HCG levels have really plummeted. Like this is definitely not a viable pregnancy. And he was like, can you come in and see me today and discuss the next like stages? And I just couldn't. I was like, no, I can't. Next stages as in? Like, do you want to go naturally? How to manage it. Yeah. How to manage it. Or So again, you hadn't had any pain or bleeding or anything? No, nothing. So it's, I think that's a missed miscarriage, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. A missed miss miscarriage or a silent miscarriage. Yeah. So that day I was just like, I actually don't want to come and speak to you about this. I just want to be with my family and... I'll come in in a few days, which some people find mental because once they know that it hasn't worked, they can't believe they've got that inside them anymore. Whereas yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, I just don't want to deal with this today. So I think we had some cocktails on the beach and then just went to bed early and was like, right. So I decided I wanted to have a DNC to get it over with. So I yeah. booked in for one that week and then I had that done. People always message me and say they're having DNCs and I'm like, yeah, a DNC is awful because of what it is. But in actual fact, the, the operation itself, I've never found them to be that awful. They're not pain. I've never had that bad pain from them. You're in and out in a day. Like, it's actually a nice, quick, easy way to end something so horrible. I completely yeah. agree. I've I totally always agree. opted for a DNC whenever there's been an option. But the other good thing about it, it's not just that it gets it over and done with, it's that then you they can send the stuff off for testing. Yeah. The stuff, yeah. the baby, the products, whatever you know well, they call you it. You say this, but in Bermuda that day, before they were just about to take me in, my obstetrician came in and was like, I'm really, really sorry, but the saline that we use to send the stuff off in has all mm. expired in the hospital. <laughs> uh, so we're not going to be able to send this one off. And I was like, oh fabulous well I'm here now I don't want to go home so I just went ahead and had it anyway but that was a bit of a pain in the bum but again it is what it is I was like oh well I'm here there's nothing I can do about that so let's Mm. just do it um and yeah I didn't really have any bad side effects after that one like I had quite bad trapped wind for a couple of days which nice yeah yeah um but that was fine did you have any testing after that miscarriage no, because I think because I'd had friends that had like two miscarriages and they say like after three have testing because they're so common. 
James and I, we're just such like, if that's what the rules are, we're like, well, then there's nothing we can do. We might yeah, you just go along with it. Like, yeah. yeah do. Um, what so are the just, rules in Bermuda? Do they have, is it the same sort of thing? Like after three, they would do testing or? Well, they in Bermuda don't do any testing. There's no sort of fertility okay. uh, anywhere in Bermuda. So but, Really? Yeah, it's just, it's so tiny. They send you to America or if you want the UK. Um, but they use um, like American hospitals and clinics as their like counterparts because the East Coast of America is only a couple of hour flight. So they'll, they'd send you there for testing basically. Um, so my OBGYN would recommend it that we go for testing, but he, they wouldn't be able to physically do it in Bermuda. Mm. Um, so yeah, he was like, look, it's too, it's bad luck, but, but I would not worry and try like carry on again. So we were like, fine, that's okay. I knew people that had had a couple of miscarriages and then had babies. So I was like, well, you ho- hope that you're going to be the lucky one again that has the next one and it's all fine. Yeah. And then again, cell pregnant, had all the symptoms. But we had like an earlier scan again and I was coming back to the UK for Frankie's, my sister's 30th. So I was like, I just want to have an early scan. I know you might not be able to see much. That was it. We couldn't see a heartbeat because it was too early. It was like five and a half weeks or something. Mm. But they saw sack and it had like a pole in it and everything. So they were like, it's definitely going the right way this time. What is, for some, for anyone that doesn't know, what is a pole? So it's the bit that grows. It's the, <laughs> now you ask me. It basically looks like a little pole. Dr. Tall. The baby like grows off of that. So inside, you've got the sack. Yeah got the pole that grows off of that inside it and then you'll see a little baby like a tiny little embryo in there you can have an empty sac that doesn't have a pole yeah and that and that's means that doesn't have any genetic material in it yeah right so i think the pole is just attaching it to the sac before the placenta grows and takes over basically wow does that make sense but you can yeah. really see it on an early scan so that's a nice easy way on an early scan because some mm-hmm. scans you can't really see that much but if you can see that line it means that something is growing basically. something's happening yeah okay yeah. so it's a good sign yeah so we flew back to the uk for her 30th and i had all the pregnancy symptoms felt awful tired felt sick um so felt really positive and then when i got back to bermuda had another scan and again it was like there's no heartbeat um and it was at a time again when there should be a heartbeat mm. so she was like oh look you're on the cusp so I don't want to write it off just yet come back in like a week mm. um and in that time I had a blood test and my HCG levels weren't great so I had the next scan and I just knew like I laid down I couldn't even look at the screen just looked at my husband James and was like I don't even want to look and she straight away was like yeah it's not good news um so by this stage when you when you had fallen pregnant this time because obviously you didn't have a huge trouble in falling pregnant uh-huh. were you did you feel differently about seeing that positive pregnancy test were you like oh let's see here we go yeah 100 percent. you just you don't get the excitement anymore because you're like yeah. and now i can fall pregnant like every month you are like wanting that positive but then when you get it you're like oh, yeah. oh what next starting again now yeah do people yeah. say that to you at least you can get pregnant oh yeah, do you know what? Do you say fuck off, <laughs> or, or do you just punch them in the face? Because <laughs> both. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely. If someone said it, I'd always be like, oh, whatever. I just ignore them. But now I'm so much more like, if people have said that, oh, at least you knew you could get pregnant. I'm like, no, <laughs> piss off. Yeah. <laughs> 
no, I think it's such a weird time going through that because I just moved to another country. Mm. I was going through all of that and like, trying to make new friends. So mm. I, like I was almost just in a little bit of shell shock a lot of the time. I wasn't like always quite myself. Yeah. And like, after every miscarriage as well, like you end up just like going out loads, drinking loads. Eating. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, talking to the right people here. Yeah, like don't Growing you up getting sloshed? Yeah, mm. then you have to be like, oh, I need to try again now, so I need to try and not be doing that. So you just go through this weird cycle, and I think like I was just always like, looking back now, I was always in this weird shell shocked sort of state almost. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. How did it affect you after the third one? Did you start feeling because you said you've were quite sort of pragmatic before that did it start to affect you mentally yeah it definitely I basically was like right this isn't it now we need to have testing like I can't go through this anymore this is not anymore we're in that like category of people that it happens to Mm. um, that need testing so I was like right this is definitely the next step but where do you start like we Bermuda didn't have that they could send US but I had no family or friends in the US to stay with I'd end up being in hotels all the time so I didn't want that um and then I was like okay well I'll go to the UK I can't go through the NHS because we don't have an address or anything in the UK at the moment and also I'd have to fly back for appointments that they just give me and that's not realistic so we knew we had to go privately and that is a minefield in itself I was like where do you start how do you know which clinic to go with yeah yeah and how did you do that how did you make the choice personal recommendations which I think if you can I think this is why talking about it is the best thing ever because yeah if you can get some personal recommendations then that for me is the best way to find a clinic because I, I started to research and I was like mind blown I don't yeah. know I've got no idea um, and thankfully some friends of ours in Bermuda had had fertility issues when they're in the UK and she was like look we went to a few clinics but this one was by far the best one um, obviously you don't have to go to them but like told me the statistics told me what her experience was like with them um, so I just booked in with them and I had booked in with a few others to kind of meet and speak to a few different people but when I met with them they were just so on it and so like Mm. the fancy clinic like I don't talk about them because I will once the babies are here but I'm like until these babies arrive I don't want to discuss the clinic for some weird reason yeah no I get that that's yeah um but they just they were on it they were it wasn't a fancy clinic it wasn't really posh they just get stuff done and that's so my attitude mm. I didn't want people to fluff around me I just wanted them yeah. to tell me the truth I think that's really interesting in itself because my uh, my brother and sister-in-law had IVF and my sister-in-law felt completely the opposite to you she mm. said it was so the clinic was so business-like in its approach to people that she said that she felt that was missing that kind of flowery language and oh, it's okay, it's going to be, you know, all that kind of reassurance. She really felt the absence of that. So it's really interesting, isn't it, how it's so dependent on the way you are personally as to how you want to be treated. Yeah, 100%. And like, don't get me wrong, every nurse there is really like compassionate. You never feel awful about anything, but they they are very much like, this is the next step, this is what you've got to do. Mm. There's not loads of fluffiness around that. So, yeah, I met them and was just like, you know what? I know that she had positive experiences. Her outcome was positive. This is kind of what we want to do. And they were straight on the testing, tested me for everything. And 
everything came back normal apart from the high immune system, the natural killer cells. Right. And they are a clinic that specialises in that. So I was like, well, we seem to be in the right place then because if there's nothing else, James, there was nothing wrong with him, nothing else wrong with me apart from my immune system. And they have like a lot of positive results in the way that they deal with that. Okay. But it is also quite a like controversial treatment and a controversial subject because a lot of people don't believe that natural killer cells is actually even a thing. So what can you explain what that is, what natural killer cells is? Yeah, I've got a really high immune system. So basically my body will fight off um, infections. Like I never really get ill ever. I've never really have colds or anything like that. Um, you need your high natural killer cells for things like fighting cancer and stuff. So they are like, it's a really good thing to have in normal life um but what was happening what happens with pregnancy is is that your body puts that puts your baby or your embryo in there and your body fights it off because it thinks that it's something that shouldn't be there basically so no matter how many times you fall pregnant these natural killer cells decide that they don't want that in there and then they fight it off and that's how you end up having miscarriages so, yeah, so I don't understand the people that don't believe that it's a thing. I don't understand if nothing else comes up in your testing, what they actually do think it is. But mm. I know that I have spoken to people, other specialists, and there's been that their, their reaction to my treatment has been, I can't believe you're having that. It's not even like, it's not a thing. We don't believe that that's a thing. And I'm like, well, it's worked for other people and it's the only thing that's currently working for me so they don't understand it so they just write it off yeah they don't know how to treat it they don't know what it is so they'll just say bad luck when in fact actually if they did these other tests they could find something wrong and and you could have treatment to fix it exactly and the treatment is a little bit like it drips and it is like they put this protein stuff in your body of intralipids yeah the intralipids and the ivig Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what some people say like you shouldn't be putting that into your body but again if it, if it's working and it's worked on other people and this is where Instagram for me came into action because I followed people that had had it had had this treatment and they're sat there with their babies now so I'm like yeah well, why wouldn't I try that why wouldn't yeah. I give yeah that? so yeah so James and I decided that we were going to just go for it um we're going to go with this clinic and they basically were like, because you fall pregnant naturally, let's just try it naturally with the drips and the, and the drugs like steroids and things like that, because you should really be able to just fall pregnant and we should be able to treat you. So I was like, okay, fine. So did the treatment start before you conceive? Yes. So I went back to Bermuda and took some drugs back with me. Obviously, first day of your period, I started taking certain things. I had to keep reporting back to them. I had to have some blood tests in Bermuda and just get the results over to the London clinic, which is fine and easy to do. Um, and then the minute I fell pregnant, I was to fly back to the UK and they were going to start doing the drips, etc. Typical Bermuda style. Um, as I did my pregnancy test, a hurricane hit, so the uh, airport closed for three days. No. no. Ah. Ah. Oh, my goodness. Um, but they were like, don't worry, it's fine. Like, a few days isn't the end of the world. Like, okay. you might, you might, you, I did a pregnancy test early, so they were like, you might not have even found out already. Mm-hmm. So the minute the airport opened, I just got on a plane and flew back. And it was positive. There was a heartbeat. Everything was going well. You go into the clinic like every day for a scan, a blood test. They're on it. They change your medication. So it felt really positive. It felt like we were doing something, which I think... Yeah. For a lot of people that have had miscarriages or any fertility, if you feel like you're doing something, it just makes everything yeah. better. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, just one day I went in and they're like, mm, the heartbeat's really dropped. I'm really sorry. It doesn't oh. look good. We'll do you another drip and it can bring it up. Like, don't, we're not writing this off yet. But so James, my husband, was like, you'll be fine. Look, it's going to be great. He had to fly off to Boston for like a work thing. So he was like, don't worry. And I just knew in my heart of hearts, I was like, no, it's not going to be fine. It's not, this isn't going to work. And then, so yeah, when I went back, I had to be told, I was with my mum that like, yeah, it it wasn't. And the heartbeat was pretty much nearly gone. I had to ring James while he was on work trip in Boston, bless him. It's just awful. And I know why. So they basically were like, your immune system is just so high. It just was overriding everything we were giving you. So then that's when, like, obviously I was like, you told me this would work. Yeah. Why it worked? Um, and they're like, well, we can only do what we've got, in, like, work with what we've got in front of us. Now we've seen this. We've seen your levels. We've got some more feedback. Our next step would probably be for you to be have IVF. And not because you can't fall pregnant, but to manage everything. So yeah, so they got complete control over. They know it's definitely process. a good embryo. Yeah, they're going to be putting in. They know the dates exactly when they yeah. put in. They know how much like drugs they're putting in you. Everything before you even fall pregnant. So we were like. I've never been opposed to any, anything anyway to get a baby, if I'm honest. So I was like, yeah, okay, well, we'll do it then. Obviously, it's like more money. You're just like, oh, goodness me. But it is what it is. So the 8th of February, 2020 this year, I flew back and started all the intralipids, all the IVIG drips, all the drug, was in and out of the clinic, um, had the egg retrieval, which some people do not find painful in the slightest. Oh my god, I was in so much pain when I really. Came. Yeah, we're just going to take your eggs out, and you'll just be asleep, and then you'll wake up, and you're like, okay. Um, so you woke up with all the pain, did you? Oh my god, it was excruciating, yeah. like period pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worse, like the worst period pain. And basically, what they said they'd done is they'd like, <laughs> this is gross. They'd like put a plug in me to like stop nice. the coming out, which was basically like a bit of cloth as far as I could work out. Not like a sink plug then? No. Or a butt plug? Or a butt plug. I was going to say a butt plug. No, like a cloth. (laughs) To pull it out of me, which was like the most painful thing ever. But then after that, I had like painkillers, like strong painkillers. And then I left like a few hours later. It wasn't like the end of the world. Yeah. And then putting them back in again, like James wasn't there. He had to be, I can't remember who's away at work again. And they were like, do you want someone there with you while we're putting them back in? And I was like, no, for me, I was like, I know it's like, essentially you could be getting me pregnant, but this isn't the exciting bit for me. No. I them. So I was just like, no, I don't care. Just put them back yeah. in, fine. Um, and then, yeah, the two week wait, which everyone goes on about that I, I just honestly didn't think would be a thing, but like, it's the longest two weeks it's I horrendous think that two, two week wait is so different to a normal two week wait though oh. because a normal two week wait you've had sex a few times and you hope that you might be pregnant whereas you know you know that that's that it's there yeah yeah god that must be horrendous oh it's horrible I went in for my blood test at the clinic to see if I was pregnant and James landed that day so I picked him up from the airport we went for breakfast and waited for the call 
<gasps> they called us after breakfast and told us it was good news, which Yay. we were actually really excited when they first called us because you're like, I've gone through this whole process of like egg collection and everything. But that's only the first hurdle, isn't it? Yeah, you, know, and then, you then uh, got the anxious oh, pregnancy. Uh, to be honest, with you, even now, like I'm really far along. I'm in the third trimester, but I'm still like they're not out yet. They're mm. not like anything could happen. Um, I'm definitely a lot more comfortable with it, and I'm I definitely I'm enjoying being pregnant. I've tried to make sure that I enjoy it as much as I can because essentially I probably won't do it again. So mm. it's the only time I'm pregnant, so I didn't want it to all be doom and gloom. But you do have days where you're like, this is petrifying, this, it could happen again. Mm. Um, but luckily, we started our treatment before lockdown happened. So my treatment was luckily allowed to carry on. Um, I felt sick for the first 13 weeks. Did so, you secretly love feeling awful? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like reassurance that it's all working, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And once I'd seen the heartbeat and the heartbeat carried on being strong, our heartbeats carried on being strong. Oh, yeah, it's just I was more than happy to feel awful. Yeah. Yeah, so I was going to go back once they'd, because the treatment lasted, the drips, etc. were going to last up to about 20 weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's when they have to stop. You still carry on doing certain things like the blood thinning injections, I'm still doing them and the progesterone pessaries. Oh, they're nice, aren't they? Oh, they're lovely, yeah. yeah. Do you put them up the foof or up the bum? Up the bum. Yeah, much better. <laughs> I'd recommend that. Why is it? Why is the bum better? Well, because it it doesn't leak out of the bum as easily. Not such as it a does slip and slide kind of. And also, uh, it does. It scares you when you feel stuff coming from your foof. It's when you yeah. get through. All I of mean, that. it would scare me if I felt stuff coming out of my bum in but the uh, on the on the train or something. The bum sort of keeps it all sucked in yeah. <laughs> i think your sphincter's a bit stronger yeah. <laughs> but now i'm heavier i feel like per minute it feels like these are like pushing them back out again <laughs> <laughs> my doctor was like tough like you just gotta lay them aside for half an hour and hope for the best um so glamorous isn't it yeah, so glamorous and so when you felt how many weeks were you when you found out that you were having twins uh, was that a scan it was no so that first blood test when they told me i was pregnant my HCG levels were like, like yeah. really high. So they were like, look, we're not saying it's definitely both have taken, but it's very likely. And then I think I had a scan not long after that. And like, yeah, they could see the two sacs. And both sacs the whole way through have developed at like a really similar steady stage. And have um, you found out the genders? I have. You Is it a secret? secret? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> I think if I found out the, the sex, I... I'm sure I would drop myself in it by going, oh, I can't wait till he's, oh, I mean they, I mean he, she. Uh, (laughs) Basically, my mouth is too big. Uh, Well, we've told like close family and friends. So the people that I'm around most of the time, I'm not seeing millions of people. So I'm just a bit like, it's not too hard to not slip up. Yeah. Yeah. Has James had to go back to Bermuda or is he still with you? Yeah, no, he had to go back. It is what it is. It's tough luck. We're, I'm here. He's there. He's got to work. He's got to, he's got to keep working to help pay for all of this. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's not much you can do. We'll make it work. We're lucky that nowadays we have things like FaceTime and yeah. we do speak a lot. And how is he about that? How, like, how's his mental health been during your pregnancy in terms of the, the concern and the worry? He's, he's really good. He's really sportive and he's quite like me, quite pragmatic. He is definitely the more anxious one out of the two of us, but he doesn't ever really let me see that too much. But okay. I think 
the whole being when he's in Bermuda and I'm here, it is really hard for him. He's like, it sounds like it's great and he's having a nice time. But yeah, he finds it really, really hard. He really hates being away from me. But he knows that it is what it is and we've got to do it. So he knows when he's coming back. I've got a scan in a few weeks um, because I've got a blood vessel that's basically my placenta. I've got one big placenta that both babies are attached to. And then I've got a small placenta that is attached with a blood vessel to the bigger one. So the wow. little still feeding. I know, honestly, seriously, my body is like the weirdest thing ever. It's like, <laughs> it's not like got a whole canteen in there. It's not common, but it's not like... It's not unheard of either. It's mm. just, yeah. But because I've got placenta previa where the big placenta is like covering my cervix, that blood vessel is going across the top of my cervix. So ah. that's really dangerous. So if I was to go into labour and that gets pulled, then that could literally be fatal for the babies. Yeah. Because it's oh, wow. Yeah, so, so you're going to have them out the sunroof yeah, in so, plenty of time. I'm going to have them out in plenty of time. So we might have to bring that forward if in a couple of weeks when I have this scan, that blood vessel is still there. Like it could move if the percent moves, but if it hasn't, then they might bring it forward even more because they don't want to risk me going into natural labor. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. His like company is so casual, like chilled about it. They would literally let him be here as much as he wants. Um, it's just more for like tax reasons that he can't be here. Mm. as we'd like him to be because being an expat living abroad we have got dates we've got sexes we've got we're quite organized it's quite nice (laughs) oh that's so exciting yeah I think being organized after being through so much like ups and downs and crap is actually so much nicer just knowing what's happening there's no more surprise it just feels a bit better yeah definitely I was the complete opposite I didn't I wasn't prepared hadn't done any shopping didn't know the gender yeah just but but then I like you say this this is probably the last time you're going to do it um and so you want to enjoy it I there wasn't an ounce of enjoy enjoyment in mine I hated every second of it yeah I hate that I must admit even the shopping bit like I have shopped now and like the other day I didn't feel very well I had a really bad tummy and my sister was like I don't really want to say this but that's sometimes going to be the sign that you're going into labor (laughs) and I was like uh, and she was like have you got anything in your hospital bag I was like no so she made me sit down and order like the essentials for my yeah, husband yeah but even that like her and my mum get really excited they're like oh look at this oh look at this and I'm like literally it's in a box in the corner of my bedroom yeah and I haven't touched it again like I know I've got it and if it's there if I need it but I'm not yeah. like a, I haven't put my hospital bag together I, can't, I don't I don't I don't want to get excited going through it all yet but at least yeah I've got it and it's there yeah yeah it's totally understandable, isn't it? Yeah. I think when you've been through such a trauma, it's almost like a self-preservation thing. You just do anything mentally, even if you don't realise you're doing it. You mentally prepare yourself for the worst in a way because you can't yeah. allow yourself to become complacent. So true. So true. Yeah. I think those Bad though, isn't it? Crying and they're put in your arms and they're okay, then a whole new self worries to start, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> I think until then you, you won't be... There'll always be a doubt in your mind. It didn't happen so many times. I used to think, why is it going to happen this time? Yeah. Been on the bad side of the statistics so many times. Yeah. Um, So like even feeling the babies moving and kicking, I think you're just so much more on it. Like things like that. Um, 
now even being talked through what happens with the c-section i've been in like a operating theater from the dnc's i know like it's really bright and everyone's just walking around and talking and yeah anesthetist is there chatting to you but she was like you need to like brief your husband because he might not have been in this sort of environment before Mm. and there'll be even more people in the room because you're having a baby you're having a c-section and you're having two so there'll be like yeah so many people in that room so I was like that was quite nice to hear because I at least I could like talk that through with James and make him be a part of that before we even get there because he's obviously he's allowed into some private scans but he's not really he's not being allowed into the obstetrician appointments he's Mm. never met the obstetrician so he's not seen the like or the room that we'll go to when we've had the babies and all that sort of stuff which normally is quite a common thing to happen yeah yeah it's such a weird one isn't it the the fact that you know essentially James or the husband of the partner is just as much a part of this baby's life as as you will be and yet the first almost year especially with Covid they've missed out on that they haven't been allowed to be present and it's it's such a shame it's such a shame and we are lucky we've had like private scans which is definitely like I know we are lucky for that like it's not something that I take lightly but he has been allowed in in on those which Mm. is so nice at least he's been able to see them but yeah every other appointment where he'd normally come in with me he's not been allowed and he's just like at the clinic at one point there was just like men stood outside the front door just waiting Aww. for the other half to come out it's so like heartbreaking so I just yeah thought, god like what if you have had some bad news or like even the good news you want to be able to share it with them yeah. straight away and like coming out of that clinic and having to like it's also it's what I found because I had a, a missed miscarriage during lockdown mm-hmm. so I didn't have my husband with me when I found out and what I found is that everything becomes so public because I had to phone him he was in the car park and I had to phone him and tell him what had happened and I was phoning him surrounded by people and he was taking the phone calls surrounded by people oh, and yeah. it's just this most extraordinary like the time when you really just want to hunker down and cuddle and be completely private about something and it's ripped apart and you're forced and you know he came to the door but he had our child our other child that we have so they weren't allowed in at all and he was like my wife you know is having a she's had a miscarriage and and the security were like we can't let you in and and then it was like you have to kind of talk about it and tell people and it's only just happened and it was just so brutally like so exposed so, yeah yeah it's horrid yeah, really hopefully horrid. the rules will change soon mm. yeah I think they look like they are changing and I do think like even for women giving birth like my friend had a c-section on the NHS the other day and like her husband wasn't allowed in until the very last minute and then he pretty much had to like hold the baby and then he was gone again like I can't even comprehend that that makes me feel sick especially if this is maybe our one time yeah I mean, luckily for us we are going private um so james is allowed in with me which mm. i like so thankful for but i'm like god if i had been been on the nhs then he wouldn't be allowed in with me at the minute yeah like the one time that like he needs to be there like i'm not going to do it again so yeah i really hope that does all change soon because i just think they are the other half of that pregnancy it's just yeah, exactly yeah and you need them there particularly after a cesarean you can't even sit up in bed yourself let alone tend to a baby and try and get them to latch on and all of those crazy things that you go through all those exciting things that you've got coming your way (laughs) with two yeah really exciting have you been practicing breastfeeding one of my friends what who what what, with james (laughs) 
you can there's two holds you can hold them like a like rugby balls one on each side or one on top of the other oh no thing. I'm, I'm such a like I'm so the person like that's like yeah we'll see what happens like yeah, yeah. to be there they'll show me and help me like even James was like babe I've never uh, changed a nappy before but I basically just said you'll show me and then I'll be able to do it yeah and I was like yeah babe it's not rocket science like you'll be fine let's figure it out yeah you'll win it like a totally like fake it till you make work. it it doesn't work I can give him a bottle like I'd exactly. like exactly I think the most important thing is not to put any pressure on yourself at all. it doesn't matter like if you cut like for, formula is great if you can't breastfeed, you can't breastfeed. Don't beat yourself up about it. Like so many people do. Yeah. When you get so older, like, do you notice that there are people that the, the clever people in your in your class had were breastfed or bottle fed? Like no one knows. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You don't write it on your CV, do you? No. You don't like go through the application process and be like, oh no, we don't want this one. <laughs> this one wasn't breastfed. Yeah. That to melt way too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope the rest of your pregnancy is lovely and stress-free, and it all goes to plan. Yeah. Good luck. It's going to be amazing. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. I am excited. I am I'm really excited now. Yeah. Good. And thank you so so much for for coming into the studio and chatting to us. It's been yeah, really lovely to chat to you. Yeah. It's been nice to meet you both. Thanks yeah. for sharing all your experiences. And it, it is good. The more the more we talk about it. Yeah. It's good to talk. It Absolutely. Who said that? It's good to talk. BT. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Hoskins. That was it. <laughs> it's good to talk. <laughs> I might use that as the quote for the for a couple of days. All right, well that's brilliant. Um thanks everyone for tuning in and we shall see you next week. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And please, please, when you have a second, rate us, review us and share us. And let's get this taboo smashed. See you next week. Bye.